Welcome to the number one top five show on the Explosion Network. Multiplayer. It's what seemingly drives the video game market today. But for every moment where you scream at anger and blame lag, there are also shining moments that just evolve and wouldn't happen in single player. Here are some of most, our most favoured and treasured memories of multiplayer moments. The guests with me today are the one half of the illustrious Banter Lab, Sam Nicholson. Hello. How are you going? Ahoy, ahoy. Going really well. Thanks, Nick. And also have the other half of Banter Lab, Ben Storia. How are you going? Not too bad. Someone argue the better half, but not many would be correct. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that one. Thank you both for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, it's always no, great to sure. come on and do one of these. Yes, yes. I just figured you two would be good ones for multiplayer because you both play multiplayer games quite a lot. Yeah, yeah no, we're known yeah. for doing that every now and then. I certainly yeah. dabble. Especially together. That's something that we're probably known for. Mm, yeah, very much so. For better or worse, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Until death do us part. Yeah. Alrighty, I'm gonna start with you, Sim. What is your first multiplayer moment? So my first multiplayer moment that I thought to write down was Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, I did start out with the original Nintendo 64 one. That was the first Smash Brothers I played, but I never really got into it until Brawl on the Wii, which I yep. just adored. It wasn't so much an online multiplayer thing. It was more of a catch co-op thing between my mates and I. Like, that was probably the first game we actually took seriously against each other and <laughs> fights were had and, you know, like, um, competitions were had. And, it, yeah, it was a really good time. I don't know if you guys had much experience in that game, but I, I love it. It has a special place in my heart. Yeah, no, I have never really played a Smash Brothers game. Like, I had a 64, but for some reason we never got Smash Brothers for that because I don't think it was... I think it was very maybe niche back then or cult like i never really heard about it until afterwards and then from then on out i just never really had nintendo consoles to own one so the only sort of similar game i played in the smash brothers vein is the playstation one and i wasn't a massive fan of that yeah. myself that's well, fair enough <laughs> yeah but um no i'm pr pretty much the same i never had that much access to a 64 and when we yep. did like we did play smash brothers but it was like so many other decent games like with the other mario games and the carts and all yeah, of those definitely. that you need to keep up playing so it was like i guess overshadowed because like you said it's a lot more fun when you're versing like your friends you can beat the game once and then that's kind of yeah definitely mm. yeah i think it's like that with a lot of like fighting games you play through the story mode per se to get the cutscenes, and then if you don't have someone there to play against it's um kind of just loses its luster yeah for yeah. sure there's something about nintendo multiplayer games that just brings out the worst in everyone though but that's also <laughs> my favorite part about them like everyone gets really salty in mario kart or yeah smash mario party stuff like that. mario but, party is the worst yeah i feel like yeah. that's where some of the best multiplayer moments are had especially with family and friends on the same couch there's some kind of magic there that i really like yeah definitely truly definitely all right ben what is yours all right so are we, are we doing this in a list, sorry? Did we decide? Was that your number That's five? That's up to you. Seven? However you want to do it. All right, I'm going to do it as a list. So my uh, number five for my top five is back in the day, one of the first games I can remember playing uh, with friends that wasn't like a Call of Duty was Far Cry 2. Now, I oh, believe yes. you could actually do uh, like multiplayer maps and you could like make one and then you could play each other like your friends' maps and things of the sort. And I remember I put countless hours in with a friend, Eddie, where we would make the maps and you'd send it to each other and you'd try and beat it and get around it. And you could actually play it together. Um, for some reason, ours wouldn't let us do it. But you'd be on the mic and you'd be talking them through it and be like, oh, you can get up there, you can do this, you can do that. But I'm making just like giant race tracks and like forts yep. that they had to assault. And man, I had so much fun playing that. And so that's one of the memories that I think I'm going to hold on to forever. 
from playing Definitely. multiplayer. It's kind of multiplayer, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, Far Cry 2 is my favorite Far Cry. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, it's the best one. Um, but I never really touched the multiplayer mode, to be honest. So I, until you just said that, I totally forgot there was a multiplayer mode. Mm. Yeah. What happened? I never really... I never really dabbled with like map maker modes and games and stuff like that, so it's good that some people got use out of it, I guess. Yeah, well, it was my first like foray into actually making maps like that, and so yeah. they were just god awful to look at. Like they were hideous things on flat plains <laughs> with giant mountains in the corners and trees placed probably that seemed like it had no correlation to anything. But I thought they were good. They seemed like they were a lot of fun for me, and I really hope that my friends did as well, and anyone else out there that had the misfortune of accidentally clicking on it. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up with your thoughts, please. Yeah, definitely. But what happened to Far Cry multiplayer? Because from three and onwards, isn't it just like pretty crappily done co-op, like a few missions and stuff? Yeah, like that? you know, yeah. you mentioned that it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's that arcade mode in the latest one, but I'm not sure if that's only cooperative or if it's adv- adversarial as well. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um. I mean, the change in multiplayer wasn't too bad for me. Like, I enjoyed just playing the campaign with a friend and, you know, enjoying yeah. the, the fluidity and the mechanics of Far Cry's. So, yeah. either way, I was pretty happy with it. But, yeah, that's my number five. Definitely. Fantastic. All right, my next one I pull from the depths of my childhood from the Nintendo 64 is GoldenEye 64. Mm. <laughs> I used to remember playing this with my brother, like, almost every afternoon after school, every weekend, just putting on DK mode and just running around like dickheads. But there's one particular memory that comes to mind that stands out for me is that we finally convinced my dad to play and we're playing in some underground level. I can't remember what it was called, but we had slappers and mines on and my brother and I, like we made this verbal agreement to only use, only use slappers, but then my dad would go around putting down proximity mines everywhere. <laughs> so every quarter you turned, you ran into a mine and blew up. <laughs> Uh, that, like I said, the magic of Nintendo multiplayer games, like that's just driving Definitely. people mad. Goldeneye's great. If they do end up doing that um, N64 classic, I hope that's on there. That's one of those games where you look at the control scheme, you're like, how did we make that work? It's one joystick. Oh, yeah. Look at looking back at the Nintendo 64 controller is an absolute mindfuck. How we ever used it, and how they ever passed for that as a good idea to manufacture as well is beyond me. If that's Nintendo for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah no. I wish I got to play something like that, but I never never got the opportunity, really. I think I played it shortly for like a day in our boarding house. We all had yep. um, cracked 64 emulators that um, we could use with each other as well and play multiplayer. And we played yep. it for maybe about 30 minutes and realized this yep. is impossible to use and it was never played again by me, so. I think there's something special about GoldenEye too because they've tried to redo it and do like source mods of it and just try to capture the magic, but there's just something about it being played on the the Nintendo 64 and that particular controller that I know kind of locks it into that time and place. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think it's pretty underrated on how much of an impact on the industry that game had too. Like, that definitely. was probably the first big console shooter and that's definitely where exactly, the whole yep. split-screen competitive shooter scene started. Like, yeah. when everyone started having the pizza parties and, you know, playing all through the night with three other mates, so... Yeah, that does have a special kind of place in gaming history. Yeah, yep. everywhere I look, I see it like with the cult history of it, so mm, it definitely. speaks a speaks, uh, thousand words. And our job was definitely my character. No one else was allowed to take him. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone had that character in like their favourite games, yeah. yeah. Our job's in the good controller and you're set to go. <laughs> That's it. I'm the oldest sibling, so I get to choose. Oh, yeah. 
I know that feeling. <laughs> All right, Sam, what's your next one? Alrighty, so for my number four, I have what I think objectively is probably the best multiplayer game of all time. It's not my favorite, but I think it's pretty hard to go past it, which is GTA V. Uh, whether you like that multiplayer or not, I feel like it's probably, apart from microtransactions, the most fleshed out multiplayer experience available at the moment. And I've had a lot of good times in that game. Not a big fan of how they've kind of put in a bunch of microtransactions and stuff. It's just the shit you can do fooling around with mates is endless fun, nearly. I haven't played a whole lot of it, but every time Ben and I have jumped in there, we've had a blast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, might, I have a kind of, I guess, love-hate relationship with GTA Online. When you're playing in a private session with your mates, it's one of the best experiences. But when you try to play in a public match, yeah. it's just... I'd rather shoot myself, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually got this on my list as well, and it's um, up there at number two, actually, because oh, interesting. Ever, ever since it came out, like GTA Online has just been so much fun. Like you said, jumping into a private session, even public, if you've got enough mates, and just like the endless opportunities that you can do from the fact that you would like over and over drive up Mount Chiliad and jump off again or take your bike up there, and then you'd be chasing each other around in tractors or going through the city in planes, trying to get in the army base, and just, like, all the dumb shit that managed to happen throughout the world really makes it so unique. And like Sam said, I dare say some of my best memories in gaming have come from little moments that will never be able to be caught or, re- or even recollected, I guess, from where we've just dumb shit. <laughs> and it's been amazing. And so, like, for me, it's probably one of the things that will always stick with me as one of my most favourite multiplayer experiences yeah, so far. Yeah, for sure. But then you have yep, those definitely. annoying kids who have put way too much money into the game. They just hunt you down and they know where, they, where you're going to spawn after they kill you. Like, yeah. Private sessions, boy. <laughs> yeah, you need the private sessions. I'll concede yeah. that. But uh, there's so much you can do. Like, even if you want to just have a round of golf or play tennis, or like do those little yeah. things too it's yeah a great game just a note on like gta multiplayer i think in my opinion the red dead did multiplayer better than gta mm-hmm. like gta expanded on it but i think it just expanded it like to the nth degree and just yeah. made it not enjoyable for me yeah well that makes me super excited to see what red dead 2 does with multiplayer because after yeah. gta online it'd have to be a very stripped back version of that unless they can figure out yeah. something else to do but i'm really excited for that you can buy old old west bucks on the playstation yeah. <laughs> west <laughs> that'd be pretty <laughs> sick all right ben what's your next one um, so my next one is one from my childhood, actually, and I guess I'm going to put this into just like a big basket because there's so many, but I remember yeah. um, I never had like internet for a long time until um, I think like the later stage of PlayStation 3, so it was always uh, the couch oh, co-op yeah. and all those kind of things, but the main one I would yeah. play was with my sister and we'd play games uh, from the PlayStation 1, I remember specifically was Toy Story Racer, man, we put some hours into that, that was a lot of fun, um, The Lord of the Rings Turn the King, PlayStation 2 game. Oh, Probably the game one, I might have uh, put more time into than anything in the fucking world when you look back on it. It's just incredibly yeah. good. It's so much fun. But um, uh, even Russian Clank multiplayer versing each other, being the older sibling, knowing what you're doing, uh, killing her countlessly and not knowing why she kept playing or if it came back to do it. And you're just like, come back and let me kill you 30 times. And, oh, here, here's one death. Here's one death so you'll stick around for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Got to keep him a little bit interested. Yeah, that's it. And then, like, Toy Soldiers and even, like, her games, like, playing, like, any of the Barbie Disney ones. Just It's just that whole experience of playing all of those ones uh, just with your siblings. And so, like, I guess mm. that's probably the, like I said, my first experience with um, just multiplayer in general. And so, for me, yeah. that's, like, one of my main memories. But, um, yeah, that's my number four option. Yeah. I definitely think Couch Co-op has gone on the wayside mm. recently. Like, even now... 
like even though we have bigger TVs and stuff, I still get annoyed that I don't have the full screen when we play split screen. Yeah. It's just one of those things that just, I don't know, again, like a time and place kind of thing. You know, I can completely agree. They um, they yeah. definitely have been put in the back burner, which is a shame. Although it is mm, cool definitely. that recently we got a new split screen experience that we hadn't had before with um, A Way mm. Out. Like, that had never been definitely. done before as well. I hope we see a resurgence in it after that, but um, I am doubting it. Yeah. I'm not sure what the sale figures were that, but it was just very critically well received. Mm. So it'll be interesting. All right. Well, I'll jump into my next one, and I may as well put it here. It's A Way Out. Um. What a segue. Yeah, <laughs> I know, well right? Um, so yeah, this one is obviously a very recent one for me. Like, but just playing through that cinematic emotional story with my wife and working together and discussing through, like talking through all the choices you had to make. And then that massive twist at the end where you feel like your partner's betrayed you, yeah. like your gameplay partner's betrayed you. And you're like, Oh God, what do you do? Like, do you let them win? Do you win? Do you fight? Like, ugh. It's just a very special experience, as you said, uh, Sam. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. I've never felt like uh, pit against someone the same way I had when I played that. And I played that with Ben, actually. We played the whole game on stream. And, like, at that moment, I think we both got really competitive at who was going to be the one to win that that sort of end little bit. But, yeah, a way out. Very phenomenal experience. I'm doubting we're going to get anything like that ever again, to be honest, unless that guy, Mm. Host of Fires, I think his name was, keeps making that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a great experience that you can't really get any other way. Definitely. This is throwing me under the bus as well, because that was, again, one of my options. This is what I was going to put in the next (laughs) as well. So I've got a couple couple more on the spot. But, no, like Sam said, it's, it's probably something that's extremely unique for what it's done, and we may not see something else except if it is from that other person. But um, I would love to. Just anything that was even along the lines of a game like that where there's a lot more reliance on your multiplayer partner to get through the game and try and push through because like we've like just been talking about for most of this is it seems like a dying uh, breed of game where the co-op is like mainly on co-op and actually playing the game with a partner. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and then, oh, I love the little intricacies with that game as well where they'd pit you against each other or bring you together like with little things that you just find like, oh, holy shit, we can play darts against each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, stuff like that. It's great. It's, or it just... we can be, we can form a bloody rock band while we're running away from prison and play piano <laughs> and banjo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, most emascul- the most emasculating thing is with those little mini games in there is that my wife beat me in every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Gone. No, yeah. my favourite thing in that game was just the small interactions you'd find that seemed like yeah. they were just like part of the background, but one where you go and sit on one of those swings where one person sits on one side and the other person's on the other, and they're just sitting there looking <laughs> yeah. at each other, and they just go, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know, you get on here first. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just start swinging together. Oh, that was yeah. great. I forgot all about it. Yeah, a way out. Truly special. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Sam. What's your next one? Uh, so my next one, it's actually another Nintendo one. Lots of Nintendo love from me today, Ooh. but it's Ooh. Mario Party 2, which was also on the Nintendo 64. Pretty much Mario Party in general, but number two yep. was probably the one I had the most experience with, um, especially only just a couple of years ago, actually, when I was living in Newcastle. Um, one thing that kind of brought all the people living in my house together is we play Mario Party 2 every week and turn it into a drinking game and stuff like that. And the shenanigans that have come out of those broken mini games was just so much fun. I don't think you can really replicate a kind of board game in a video game better yeah. than Mario Party does. Yeah, I'd, 
I don't have any experience with Mario Mario Party, but I, my closest analog is maybe in Pokemon Stadium. They had mini games in that, yeah. which I imagine would be something mm-hmm. sort of similar. Yeah, I guess it's so. Except it's more in the form of a long form board game where, um, yeah, you know, in winning the mini games, you collect coins. Coins get you stars, and whoever has the most stars yeah. by the end of the board wins. Stuff like that. But um, yeah, there are a lot of ways we can stitch people up and steal their stars, and like, yeah, oh, okay. really like. In classic Mario Kart fashion, like, really screw your mates over. Mm. And, um, yeah. oh, I don't know. I've probably never wanted to punch my mates more than when I've played Mario Party <laughs> 2. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that game, but just things get under your skin. And if it might be yeah. the smallest thing, and you know it's a game, and you know that this game drives you to be angry at your friends, but something about it, just maybe that, uh, like, really happy-looking little Toad character or whatever, just looking up at you when he steals your stars and things of the sort, just gets you so unhappy and gets under your skin. But it's so much fun to do it. You come back every single time, and you're yeah. like, yep, I'll yeah. go again. And everyone wants to win so bad. I think what it is, it looks like a kind of childish kids' game. So you're thinking, I should be able to win this. This looks mm. easy as piss, but because it doesn't really have a skill cap you get like yeah. anyone is competitive and yeah everyone's right in there in the race so there's that monopoly effect yeah you yeah. want to kill everyone by the end of it, yeah, that's it. and then you're <laughs> up for it again the next week that's it that's it halfway <laughs> through the game and then that's it <laughs> oh, all right man. ben what's your next one all right well my next one was going to be a way out but um I won't, I won't keep just repeating the same ones for the sake of this. <laughs> Man, going, like, in the middle is, like, stitch me up. But, um, you know, my next one I've decided to go on is my kind of next phase after moving away to a, a different school and being in the boarding yep. house where LAN parties was, like, an easy opportunity and something you could do uh, really often. I'm not sure if you guys have been in the setting where you can have play just, like, a LAN party where you don't need to rely on playing online all the time. But um, the amount of games that we'd play through, such as, like, Diablo and even, like, Terraria and just all those other multiplayer close uh, proximity games, uh, even up yep. to, like, League of, Le- uh, League of Legends, which is, like, a MOBA, and all of us playing the game together, I think just having that experience where you've got a group of people that you play with and you can all just jump on. It might be just a Sunday and you're doing nothing. And one of the people in the house is just like, all right, we're going to play this. And everyone jumps on. You've just got like a big group of people. And it was the same because we had the uh, original Modern Warfare and we could play that game yep. as well. Yep. And people would just start up a server. And over time, over 30 minutes, there'd be more people and more people. And all of a sudden, most of the house was playing. And I think that's just something that's extremely unique to me as well because... Like, for me, sorry, not to me. I'm not the only one who's experienced it. But um, <laughs> it's extremely unique because I've never experienced anything like that. And if you have done anything of the sort, it's just, like, phenomenal. It's a really fun thing and something that I wish that everyone could experience at some stage. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, there used to be a store in the city of Newcastle called uh, Battlegrounds. And you used to be able to... It was basically a land cafe, but it was also, like, a gamers-focused land cafe. And I remember when I was younger... Back in high school, my parents used to take me in there of a Saturday afternoon with me and my brother. And they also offered this thing where you could stay there overnight. They like they'd lock the doors for kids and stuff and you'd stay there overnight and play games all night. And that was I had some phenomenal mo- memories with that. But that was the time where like the games going then were Battlefield nineteen forty two and games like that that we really played together and it was actually pretty special and I'd say unique experience as well, yeah. because you can't really get that elsewhere. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. definitely. That's that's the kind of thing that's died off. There are still land cafes, but yeah, where do you find those now? Like yeah. the internet's exactly. so accessible. There's like been a dying need for them. They just mm. they're just not that prevalent uh, prevalent anymore. 
But no, that's the yeah, main thing. People are so lazy, they don't want to <laughs> haul like 30 computers to one person's house to set all up when you can just uh, set your own place. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. But um, mm. yeah, that's the main thing is just like the uniqueness for me that these experiences have brought. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, now Land Cafe is just full of nerds like Ben playing MOBAs, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I frequent my local one, the uh, internet hole, which I play all of the uh, Dota 2. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did I did I do it? <laughs> the internet hole. I like it. Alright. My next one is just gonna be it was originally a specific game, but I think it's just couch co op in general. Particularly in in specifically younger with my brother, PS2 games, like you said, the Lord of the Rings games, those phenomenal games, um, Playing through both the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games co-op, mm. that was pretty amazing. The Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were... Marvel Ultimate Alliance got me into really Marvel in general because I only had like a passing knowledge, but that really did the door, deep lore dive. Mm-hmm. Um, even like playing... Because my brother is massively into Mortal Kombat, and I remember this one particular Mortal Kombat game I used to play as Molina... And there was a move that you did with R1 and it was pretty much unblockable and I would just spam that all the time. He would get so <laughs> fucking angry. Well, that the, guy. The, yeah, there's always that guy. I remember we played a bunch yeah. of Mortal Kombat 9 and there was a character called Noob. And I feel like he was named yeah. Noob because all you had to do was press up then down. And he did this teleport move that brought you wherever you were straight to him. And you could just keep uppercutting them after you spammed yeah. that. And we had this one mate that would only play Noob and you couldn't touch him. Because once he hit you with that combo, <laughs> he would deplete your whole health bar. It's, yeah. yeah. But it, in a way, like, as frustrated as you get at the time, those are always fun memories to look back on. Mm. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, but unfortunately it's the way cop games. Outside of a way out, there's not really a whole lot these days. Mm. No. Like, even, like, a classic couch co-op staple in Halo, they don't have couch co-op anymore. Like, Halo 5 got rid of that. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, most big games are just kind of getting rid of it. It's, it's a shame. I feel like most of the community wants it back. Yeah. 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 I don't know why they're not baking it in. I think it's just one of those things where, like us, we have feelings of nostalgia, but they put the resources to put it in, and then it just barely gets touched. Because mm. I think for me, like... I want to see it back, but I know I'll really play it. So yeah. it's kind of... Yeah, well, I yeah. guess they're always focusing on that multiplayer aspect now because internet's easily accessible. When you buy a game, you can expect to be able to play it online with like a decent connection yeah. for most people in the world. And uh, whereas if you play the campaign, it's a good campaign, you might play through it once or twice, but that's kind of going to yeah. be it unless it's something that is just like, this is like one of the best things in the world ever. Like I could replay this a couple of times. Definitely. It's always going to be multiplayer is going to sell and keep it played. Yep. So I guess mm. that's what they have to focus on. It's a shame because a lot of people do still like thoroughly enjoy the campaigns. Like the Modern Warfare campaigns for me was yeah. an example uh, were brilliant. Even up to like Modern Warfare 3 where it like slowly kind of <laughs> wasn't that great. It was still something I really enjoyed playing because mm-hmm. it was the world that we were invested in and something that we'd gone along with. But um, and like that, that doesn't continue on anymore now, which is a real shame. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Couch Co-op has kind of gone the way of something like Jackbox Party Pack, where maybe you have mm. a few friends mm. over and everyone can do it at once for yeah. an hour or so, but then that's kind of the whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely hate you. Oh, was that your next that's one? That's another one. <laughs> 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 Has this ever happened before, Nick? 
Uh, not at this frequency. Is three gone. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about Jackbox? Uh, yeah, you can go you next, Sam. Sam's up. I mean, no. Ben. Oh, let's be like. Now you can go next. Okay, we'll bend the rules just for me. But yes, yep. um, drum roll. Jackbox Party Pack is my next option. Something that wow, I did not see blue, that coming. Yeah, hits you like a ton of bricks. But um, no, that game is truly phenomenal no matter like what the situation is that you're playing it in who you're playing it with it brings people close together um i've met some of the people that like i'm really good friends with and had some of the best like times with through playing that game like one of the people i live with one of our main bonding things was playing Jackbox and like weird little sayings and things that happened like not of fibbage was a, it was a stupid tinder pickup line we had for ages because <laughs> we kept trying to ask people to come play fibbage and they'd screw up the language but um no, like, the games are so much fun and they're unique. I mean, there's a few you won't play, but everyone can find something that they enjoy. And, like, yeah. having up to eight people and still being able to, like, play with your friends and stuff like that um, online as well, if they're not there, it's just, it's brilliant. And, like, it's easily incorporated into, like, meeting new people because you get to see their humor and, like, makes you interact with them. Or, like, a drinking game because loser has this, when does that, you allocate that. Or even just something you want to hang out and just have a good time, like... It, it hits yep. every single kind of uh, social environment really well, in my opinion. It does, yeah. And it's funny with the Jackbox games, is in every pack there's one standout game and the other ones that you best barely touch. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, like, Drawful and Fibbage, just hands down, like, the two best yep. Jackbox games there are. And it's hard to beat those just Definitely. because they're, like, so much fun and you can, like, experiment a bit more with them. Yeah. I, I particularly have a fond spot for uh, uh, Quiplash. Mm. Oh, yeah, actually, Quiplash is... Yeah. yeah, sorry, it's the top three then. Yeah, I forgot about Quiplash. Quiplash is great too, and those three games specifically, you kind of make your own content with that mm. because the magic is in the answers, not really the questions that you're getting asked. Yep. So as long as you have the right kind of creative and funny people around you, you can just keep on playing it endlessly, really. Yep, and they always seem to devolve into dick jokes. Oh, yeah. Devolve. <laughs> Isn't that like the staple? Is that where it starts? It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favourite thing about it too is that, like, especially with Fibbage, because the replayability, if you've played it a couple times, slowly dies out, especially with that, because you know the answers, people know the answers, you yeah. can't really, like, screw yeah. around, it's not funny, but the fact that you can bring in, uh, like, community questions to yep. liven it up, you can continue to have, like, that little bit of fun around it with that when, like, you don't know all the answers to it. Mm. definitely definitely but um yeah all right sam what's your next one all righty my next one is here's a shocker it's overwatch um because apart from my number one vote this is probably the game that i've never really felt so competitive and wanted to succeed in than nearly anything else i don't know and not much success happens <laughs> so that's why ben's got that little giggle going on i'll tell you that much but um no there's something about overwatch that just keeps bringing you back ben and i've played way too much of it than anyone should since the day it came out and uh, i don't know what it is that keeps bringing back when every match is exactly the same as well but i don't know there's something magical about that game yeah definitely i'm gonna i was saving this one for last but i've watched my next one either but specifically that what we did the grid life versus being a lab mm. one oh yeah because that 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 was pretty special like overwatch for me i have a love hate with like I can get so infuriously angry at it, but when you're playing with a close group of friends and you're working together and it all just pays off, it's one of the best experiences you could have. Yeah, and especially that was so much fun because like we all came together and we knew that it was like 
this kind of um, idea behind the whole playing thing that it was like a nation versus a nation and, and yep. we knew that we're like we're fighting for our nation to get this win but we knew it was a lot of fun and the people we versed had like a great time from the sound of it and just like the whole experience definitely. for both sides seemed like it was great just everything that revolved around that whole yep. thing yeah definitely I mean uh... e- even the fact that um, even though we're two players down it was just the challenge of trying to pull it off it was just and the anxiousness and it actually coming together it's just Oh, yeah, one of the best moments I've ever had in multiplayer. No, yeah, for sure. Like and, and like the... oh, Ben and I watched that stream back, and boy, did like everyone have their tryhard pants on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like most of them had never played before, and then here's us four just like shouting all the lingo and you know like really going as hard as we can. But it, it's great. I love the kind of teamwork and everything that you need for that game. You need to know how it works. But there's characters that suits every kind of playstyle, no matter your skill cap in first-person shooters. It's nearly a perfectly designed game that Blizzard has made. Definitely. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I may as well yeah. keep this wheel rolling because that was another one of my options, but uh, like for different reasons. <laughs> okay, hold on. Ben, what's your next one? Uh, it's Overwatch. It's, we're continuing Overwatch. Holy shit. Oh, God. I, I keep <laughs> dropping these bombs on everyone. I don't think their minds can keep up. But no, um, you guys fit a lot of points really well, but I think the fact that this game uh, really demands teamwork in this, like you can be really yeah. good on your own. You can do uh, like some big things and you can help out a lot, but you can't really carry a game on your own. Like MOBAs, you can, yeah. you can get to a point where you roll on and the effects of getting kills gives you money, which makes you stronger and you can roll on and carry the game. But this game really demands everyone to kind of take the time to evaluate the situation, the team, and like the strategy to try and get that win, which really for me uh, appeals a lot, and it forces you to kind of communicate. And like having voice comms built in um, into a game like this, where strategy is demanded, is really good for me. Yeah. But um, my main multiplayer moment for that is I know this isn't like the hugest thing because it's on PlayStation, and it just happened was like making masters for that because me and Sam at the time were putting in heaps and heaps of hours, and getting that like that yep. accolade to my name for even a season was incredible because I was like, man. Like, I've got up here. I never thought I'd get this high in a game. I mean, I know, like, it's not the biggest thing. <laughs> it's not like, oh, look at me. I'm really good. Because it's... So, so I, I'm not a bit... I don't follow competitive at all. So, what does that mean? So, it's like you have bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, um, master, then grandmaster, then top 500. Yep. It's just, like, another, like, tier that, like, a lot of people get stuck in uh, platinum, diamond. Right. And yeah, yep. and I mean, it just looks really good. It's just something that was like one of my kind of marquee moments while playing that game. Yeah, that's like the main point of your resume now, isn't it? That you made master in Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, 64 jobs called me back because of it. And that was the only thing they asked about. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was mainly asking, why'd you put this on there? You don't seem like you're serious about the job. <laughs> 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 you haven't got it, sorry. Has anyone showed you how to write a resume? But, um... Another thing about Overwatch for me personally is I've never really been too interested in watching esports until this game came out and they released the Overwatch yep. League. Now I watch far too much of that as well. It's just another thing to procrastinate with. Mm. And I follow a team with that too. And that's just blown up to ridiculous proportions as well. So yeah, I don't know. Blizzard have made something truly special with that one for sure. Definitely. I think what's also special about Overwatch as well is you don't have to be good at first person shooters to be a valuable contribution to the team. Mm. Like, you can be a healer, you can... Like, there's even, like, Winston, where you pretty much don't have to aim. Yeah. Just point in the general direction mm. and stuff like that. 
and somehow they still make those characters fun too. Like yeah. mm, usually in most definitely. games, especially like in MMO or something, it's like, oh, I've got to be the healer. Like that's boring. Yeah. I'm just like the add-on for everyone else. But healers exactly. are genuinely fun in Overwatch. I play them all the time too. Mm. So, and you're like, yeah. yeah, really valuable, like truly valuable in that team. <laughs> definitely. All right. Yeah. I've lost where we're up to. Who are we up to next? I think it's come back to you now after that full swing. No, I think... It went. It went to me. Okay, Overwatch Sam, was mine. You, mine was Sam in between you me. two. Okay. Wait, all three so, of us had Overwatch. So that was kind of one yeah. for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's one level gone. All right, have you got any left, Ben? Um, yeah, I've got some left. Okay. I just went though, so. Okay, Sam. Over to you, Sam. Alrighty, so for my final one, I have what is my definitive favourite multiplayer experience for a whole lot of reasons, and it's Halo 3. I, I don't know if anyone else would really share that one, but Halo 3, god diggity damn have I had some good times, because that game had so <laughs> much to offer for at least, uh, in my situation, it was mostly the friend group that I had at the time and what we did with that, so... Even to this day, we still all gather a few times a year and we have a championship belt for Halo 3 and we'll play all sorts of crazy modes where we all compete way too seriously for that belt, like, way into the night. But it wasn't just that, like, um, with friends, most of the achievements and stuff like that were based on huge tasks and hard tasks that you had to pull up with them to get them all. Uh, and then my favourite part about it was the Forge mode, the crazy, detailed, weird, wacky maps people would make with weird game types you would never expect um was so much fun like i've probably put more hours into that game than any other game in my life so halo 3 for me interesting yeah i don't have a whole lot of experience with halo like i played the first halo a little bit co-op and a little bit competitive and then i think i played halo at another friend's house once but like i can appreciate what's done for the industry in general but it's just yeah i don't have much of a history with it at all yeah i mean that's fair enough i think personally i think the franchise has gone way down the toilet and it's not worth playing anymore but yeah like that that one specifically was great like you guys touched on far cry 2 earlier and how you had that uh, map editor and you'd crap you'd set up yep. like crazy racetracks and stuff like that i guess that's halo 3 is my version of that uh, that's where I had that uh, sort yep. of really detailed experience with up to eight mates just doing some crazy stuff. And yeah, that's a multiplayer game I still put a bunch of time into to this day. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. What about you, Ben? Um, so I guess my defining game as my number one is kind of the same as Sam, but I guess it's the other kind of titan of the multiplayer genre. And they're the Modern Warfare games. But most specifically, mm -hmm. uh, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, and Modern Warfare 3, because that was the stage where we had that kind of same team that Sam had and we'd play a lot of it coming yep. from like a small town where like your internet's like good enough that you could play an online game, but it's like cold half the year. There's not that much to do. So like what you kind of driven into the corner of coming home and having that time on the PlayStation and playing with your mates. And like, even though you've been at school all day, yep. it's good to unwind and just like play. And um, like, there is like hundreds and hundreds of examples where there's been like awesome moments where like our group of people have done something really well. And we've had a hard fight where we've joined a lobby and there's like a clan. They've all got their clan name thing up and we we've accidentally like, somehow beaten them. And, like, it may not be a big thing. They might be just, like, amateurs doing their thing. But it was, like, an awesome moment at the yeah. time. But, yeah, every day coming home, playing that. Um, Black Ops as well, coming in with the zombie mode, which is probably one of the things I've put equally as much time into. Because, for me, playing zombies was incredibly fun. And the maps you could play with that, um, that Black Ops yeah. introduced. And then the stories as well, the co-op stories that you could play through on some of those, I believe, as well. Playing um, the campaign was a lot of fun. Um, and even, like, Special Ops and Modern Warfare 2, like 
that aspect of it was incredibly fun as well. There's just so much to yeah. do with those early Modern Warfare and Black Ops games that holds a special place in my heart because it's something that forever will be the main thing that I played, I think, in my childhood. And when I think yeah. of gaming back then, there are the colossal titles that like sit around it, but that's going to be the number one always, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I have a, a not as close a relationship with Call of Duty, but I played the fuck out of Call of Duty 1 to uh, Modern Warfare 1, World at War, and Black Ops multiplayer. Mm-hmm. After that, I kind of fell off like a Modern Warfare 2 and onwards. It's just, I don't know, I just, it kind of started to feel stale for me. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, I put so many fucking hours into specifically Call of Duty 4 and Black Ops multiplayer. Yeah, no, they are amazing I think, games. yeah, they're, they're the best. They're the top two in my personal opinion. Yeah, no, for me, I would probably go to Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops as my, my top yeah. um, COD games. Yeah, I mean, I think one of I think my problem with Modern Warfare Two it started go, it just started to tip the balance into futuristic with like heartbeat sensors and infrared scopes and all that is just a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I can definitely understand yeah. that, but um, I appreciated the fact that it still felt really grounded. Like you didn't feel like you were some crazy space soldier jumping around doing crazy things. Like the heartbeat yeah. sensor was something that like you can uh like forgive for being in there because it made sense and like the thermal scopes and all that which was still in um cod 4 but um yeah like it was a very boots on the ground just felt like a call of duty game in my opinion yeah definitely all right i'll let you speak now sir. yeah no sorry um <laughs> no i uh, i'm actually surprised i didn't give call of duty a spot on my list as well because when those games were in their prominence especially modern warfare 2 and um black ops and modern warfare 3 i, I played yep. a shit ton of that too especially search and destroy like how competitive you get with your mates in that if you have oh, a full yeah. team or whatever it was just absolutely ridiculous and we for some reason, I don't know why, broke like tried to break into the competitive scene with. At that time, you could go on the sites like <laughs> Cyber Gamer and shit like that, where they had proper tournaments oh, no. and stuff. Where you think, yeah, no, we're we're pretty good online. We could try a hand at this. We just get absolutely like, <laughs> so, ruined. <laughs> yeah. If I was like, to tell you the clan name that I used to play under, you can actually search it up, and my like gamer tag is still on there in the top squad. For oh, really? Weird to have tryouts for it. <laughs> And they're like the top squad for this week, which was like the twenty fourth week that they had this um this clan, and then like it stopped after that. And it's just like if you made the team, you made it that week. And they had they were called scrims, which was like tryouts basically, and like yep. your practice and things like that. Yeah, no, I got way too into that. That's something that I completely forgot about somehow. But um, slightly ashamed, but not because that was part of the thing that you did when you get into Call of Duty. I think everyone wants to at some stage, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. Now, now you mentioned that, I remember. Um, back when I was in, or oh, maybe year ten or year eleven, when Battlefield Two was big, I was in a competitive uh, competition for that. I can't remember what it was called. Like it wasn't like pro top top top, but it was just like a thing that a lot of clans organised together and with like a leaderboard and stuff yeah. like that, and uh, participated in that, which was a lot of fun. Just all that cyber gamer stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they, they made it way too easy, and everyone took it way too seriously and just blew up everyone's egos. Like, yep. like people on your team or other teams, like, yeah. it's You think the shit-talking's bad on Xbox Live normally. Like, once you started talking to people on Cyber Gamer, it was ridiculous. It's funny. I didn't know you actually were right into that, Ben. I didn't know we both <laughs> did that. You would have been on PlayStation. I was on Xbox. Yeah. But yeah, weird. We would have played against each other at some point. But, yeah, that's uh, that's a 
pretty fond moment for me to look back on, but one that I don't know how proud I am of either. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's about right. All right, my last one, in typical me fashion, is a very niche one. It's um, the series of Flat- Operation Flashpoint, then Armed Assault. I used to be a part of, like... It's for those who don't know, Operation Flashpoint and then Armed Assault were combined arms military simulation games, and I used to be part of these. The first group was um, ATF, which was Australasian Task Force, which was specifically for Flashpoint, where we would simulate like missions and stuff like that, and go in and just pretty much do military operations. Mm-hmm. And then I, when that like fell apart for whatever reason. I can't remember. I was only young then. And then I joined another one called Shack Tactical, which is, I guess I'd say the premier like group, but like, I don't know. They're, they're very selective in the process, but just the experience of like 40 plus people working together in a kind of military operation to pull off a mission and stuff like that is just it's an experience that just can't be recreated in anything else really it's just very unique and and for me niche like it's definitely not for everyone like and people can look at it and go oh they're a bunch of tryhards just pretending to be in the military or whatever but it's just the experiences but second to none and like in particular this one mission stands out in my mind where they try to like recreate the feeling of the pro troopers dropping in over Normandy before D Day. So you would fly over kind of PUBG style and you would parachute out at random times and you would be on this massive island, but like by yourself in the dark and you had to try and find your teammates and stuff like that. And there's this hostile enemy all around. It was a pretty phenomenal experience. That sounds, yeah, that so sounds incredible. Cool. Why did I never it play is. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed it. But it sounds like a more, like, thought out, like something that would be a lot better where you were playing uh, Ghost Recon's Wildlands, if you guys played that at all. Yeah. It feels like that on steroids, like, where you genuinely need to rely on someone and it really is teamwork as opposed to, like, oh, you're meant to do this together, but, like, if you don't, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think mostly it comes down to me that my favourite type of experience from games in general are simulation, realistic type of things that, I can't experience in real life. Like, it's the closest thing I'll be able to get to. Yeah, you really like being immersed. If stuff I have... Yeah, immersed, definitely. Like, it's just something that I've always had interest in in military hardware and history and all that kind of stuff. It's just... Yeah. yeah. So why? Yeah, may as well get in there and um, try the simulations Mm. and get to experience that. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Definitely. Do those games still have any kind of population and community? Yeah, they do. The latest one, uh, Armour 3... I haven't looked into it a lot because after the Shack Tactical, I fell out of PC gaming for quite a while and only just recently got back into it, I want to say, August last year is when I got my game PC again. But it it was very um, time-intensive too because you had to dedicate pretty much because they were a... They ran off Central US time, so... It's five o'clock on a Saturday, which was 8am on a Sunday here. And it's just, yeah. I don't have time to commit to that anymore, being married. And it's not just me that I have to worry about anymore. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But there's also, like, I looked into it today, actually, when I was 
coming up with my list. There's a lot of a lot more casual experience and groups and stuff like that where you can get a similar sort of experience. Yeah. That I've been looking into. Yeah. Yeah, man, that sounds oh. like so much fun. That's something I'd want to experience. I know I'd be bad at it, though. Ben would know that especially, how bad I am at communicating and organizing shit. I'd be that one guy just running in balls deep and dying straight away, but it sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. It is. It's, it's uh, like, it is very niche, but it's just something that I really love. Yeah. And... I couldn't imagine I'd all be right. that one guy who runs in, like Sam said, and, like, screws it all up, and it's like, yep, game over. Well done. You think that you would be, but when you're in the moment and there's everyone doing stuff and, like, you just feel, like, committed to trying furthering the mission. Yeah. Do you reckon the um, next yeah. step for those kind of games will be VR, where you've got that more freedom to kind of move into true, true more, true more, sorry, more so true, like, immersion, I guess? Yeah, well, it's hard to say because I don't know like the developmental limitations of VR. There's sort of like similar realistic shooters in VR. There's one, I think the major one at the moment is called Onward on PC where you use like the controllers and manipulate the gun and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I haven't experienced it myself. But I think if the hardware and the, like, it definitely will get better over time. It's definitely something that will be um, very viable in my opinion because... Now you can buy these devices, you pretty much strap in the waist and it's like a, it's kind of like a disc on the floor and you wear socks and you would walk, but you're like walking in place and stuff mm. like that. I forget what it's called, That's but crazy. yeah, it's very, um, it's very, uh, immersive, I'd say. Yeah, Cause even just having the headset. If I was single and had lots of money, I'd definitely get <laughs> in on that. <laughs> get in, yeah. But yeah, I'll. I'll put a link in the show description for that particular mission, the um, Normandy type one, if you just want to have a read of that as well. Yeah, sure. yeah that sounds really yeah. cool. All right. That has been another episode of Top 5 with Nick. I'm Nick. Uh, I've joined by both the Band Lab boys. Sam, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find my personal Twitter at NotSamWise on the internet. Uh, you can also find our Band Lab stuff on Twitter at Band Lab Videos. And what's your football one? Uh, and we also uh, have a rugby league podcast called the NRL Bunker. So if you're interested in rugby league at all, we're doing we're doing a pretty good show over there. We're pretty proud of that one at the moment. So yeah, that's on all podcast services. Baby boy. Yeah. And where can we find you, Ben? Um, look, so if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Thundercrashes, but you're more likely to uh, tweet at Sam because I'm much like a grandma on Twitter. Don't know where I am. Feel like I'm lost <laughs> in the dark. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a fact that I can't get the grasp of it or I'm old enough and I'm too stubborn to get the grasp of it. It's either or that. Um, but no, otherwise, yeah, hit us up at uh, BanterLab on uh, Twitter as well as on YouTube and t- fucking... Twitch, that's the one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah yep. we, we do that sometimes. And podcast services. Twitch. Yeah. And all podcast services, yeah. Um, yeah, Twitch is something that we're just starting out uh, doing regularly, so definitely hit us up there. We're, we're working on it. We're slowly getting better at it. Too many twerk words. Keep a special eye out for the Halo Halo online streams. That's it. Good fun. <laughs> so your twitch.tv slash banter lab? Spot on, yeah. Yep. Perfectly. Go check out all their stuff. They're fantastic. Aww. Great guys. Great content. <laughs> 100 percent endorse that. Oh, and thanks, we Nick. endorse Appreciate you. you can... so <laughs> Thank you very much. You can find me at Lord Empire, P-R-I-O-R. You can find the show at Explosion Pod. 
Um, you could email theme and topic suggestions to don't at explosionnetwork.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes. If you don't use Apple accounts or products like that, like me, just uh, spread us around by word of mouth. Just say, I heard this awesome episode about multiplayer moments and you might enjoy it. You might think of your multiplayer moments, bring back some memories. Um, you can find all the other shows at explosionnetwork.com and you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash explosionnetwork where we do a lot of shows like at the moment, oh, I don't know if we'll be ended by now, Bevan World, our after show Westworld or Kieran's Early Late Nights, a bi-weekly news show. And yeah, thank you all for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed it and thank you both for being on. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks for having us. It's been a blast. Excellent. Have a good night, everyone. And bye. Bye.